This is the future of finance by Motive Labs. Hello and welcome again to the future of finance, the podcast where we live and breathe financial technology. In this episode, Peter Horowitz, client partner at Motive Partners, interviews the COO of BehaviorSec, Olaf Renberg. We discuss this technology that authenticates users, detects fraud, all without impacting the user experience. Peter here in London. Peter, I don't think our listeners know you already. May you introduce yourself? Sure, Paul. Peter Horowitz. I'm a client partner here at Motive Labs. Client partner's role is to make sure that each lab member's expectations are exceeded with the delivery of innovation needs assessments, POCs, and MVPs throughout each um, innovation year. So, Peter, who do we have today with us? Olaf Renberg from BehaviorSec is with us. Thank you. So, Olaf, just can you share background? How did you get started in this area and how did you get to BehaviorSec? Well, thank you, Peter, and thank you for inviting us here. Um, so, BehaviorSec started actually as a university project out of Sweden, in the north Sweden, in the Luleå University of Technology, where it's very dark. It's not much to do except to code and do machine learning. So, so that's kind of where we spun out of. And the reason was that we were looking at what sort of security systems that were in place today. And we saw that there was this gap. And I tried to get it across that from the moment that you actually are signed into service, um, you know, the users are very free to do whatever they want. And fraudsters then have the same kind of access to those systems normally. Uh, so they'll be able to hijack and take over your account and be able to do fraudulent transactions, for example. So BehaviorSec was founded to, to prevent that. And our idea and what we want to do is to have this uh, behavioral biometrics, as it's called, monitoring the way that users interact with a device. And we'll be able to tell if someone else you know, has stolen your credentials or hijacking your session by the way that you are normally typing, swiping or interacting with your device. So think of it more as your rhythm. So the way you're normally handling your, your, your computer or your mobile phone is very unique to you. And we learn a baseline behavior of how you normally do that. Within a financial services app, think of it less how you type your username, how you type your password. When you do transactions, how do you normally do that? How do you sign these transactions? That's the kind of detail we go down to. And then, of course, there is really, really low information, like where on the buttons you press, how hard you press. You know, if you move your mouse from one end to the next, how much from a straight line do you diverge up and down? So all sorts of kind of small behaviors is what we're trying to, to get from you uh, to figure out that it's actually you and uh, how you are behaving when you're using your service. So I've been you know, traveling in the industry, meeting different solutions for many, many years, and this is quite unique. To be candid, I've never seen anything quite like it, so I'm, I'm very, very impressed. When I think about the continuous authentication that BehaviorSec affords, I was thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not part of the onboarding of the client, but once a client does enter inside the four walls of a bank, then you take over. It, one, is that true? And two, if it is true, should you also be part of the onboarding of a client as part of that initial quote-unquote, documentation of a new user? So BehaviorSec has been around for a long time. 
And what has also kept us in this business is that we have really focused on what we are really good at. And that is, like you should say, the measurement of repeat usage. So we're trying to figure out, like, based on what you've done before, after a number of transactions, we know how you normally are doing that. And then we'll be able to tell if it's someone else, right? So that's the baseline of what we do. That's the continuous authentication. In our industry, you know, there is obviously, you know, new entrance into it and new ideas. And one of them is definitely looking at the onboarding process. What we have seen based on our experience from handling these millions and millions of, of users is that the data that comes in at an early stage is fairly hard to distinguish if it's a fraudster or if it's the correct user. I mean, we even have examples where fraudsters can enroll into a system and the right person actually starts using it and Behaviorsec recognizes that there's a change in the behavior and be able then to stop that the person that enrolled into a system was the fraudster. So it actually works the other way around as well, even though you, you're like, say, you're not using it in the actual onboarding process itself. So another thought regarding the, the value chain, if you will, of, of, of steps and processes for a, a bank with a client and perhaps your use. I, I had a question. What happens when a user, a client, changes their phone? They move from iPhone X to iPhone Y. What happens to behavior second? How does, that, how does that impact your detection rates? We get the, the device itself, so we know which device it is, but we don't tie it to a specific device. Think of it more as your mobile behavior. So you have a mobile behavior versus a desktop or laptop behavior, if you know what I mean. That's the way we separate them. So a touch-based device that's very small compared to a large or semi-large computer in front of you those behaviors are very different. So we separate more on that side, the channel side, more than the actual device side features. So I know you are at this point uh, covering what 35 million users and you're global. Are there regions in the world where your solution works better? Regions where it works worse and, and why? Well, I wouldn't say that how it works, it works uh, the same across the globe, I would say. We did struggle coming from a very secure region. So, for example, the Scandinavian banks were the first to roll out secure authentication, so two-factor tokens, which meant that they made a decision to buy a security product. And when they would implement our technology, we are layering on top of what they already bought. So it's an additional cost to that decision they already made. Still, we have, like we say, all bank users in that region. So there's definitely a reason to buy our solution, even though you still have very strong authentication and secure uh, internet banking or mobile banking experience. What we have seen, though, is, like I said earlier, what we like is to repeat usage. So in our region, mobile banking is really exploded. What has happened is that instead of using or logging into your bank, maybe four or five times like you do on your desktop, people log in, you know, 20 times a month, or it can be five times a day at least. So it really changed that kind of, uh, of, of user experience. So it makes it real easy for them to use it. And, and it, that also very good for us because then we get more behaviors and we get, you know, we're constantly updating and learning how we're normally doing it. So, so we're very, we like to move to a better user experience. And that said, U.S., of course, that don't have strong authentication would really benefit from an extra layer of security, such as ourselves. I have one more question. 
What's next? What's on the horizon for BehaviorSec? Where, where do you see the solution and the company going? So I try to talk a little bit more than just the, the baseline behavior. So we're adding more features to it, definitely, to be able, like we said, to detect bots and, and, and whatever fraudsters are using day-to-day to hijack. And that works, like I say, very well in the kind of enrollment phase that you see that the, you know, this is a bot trying to enroll. What we're also adding is the continuous authentication inside the device itself. Now, this is, uh, you know, a little bit more futuristic, but we have worked together with the U.S. Defense, DARPA, the creators of Internet and GPS. We have developed a system that actually sits inside the computer or on the mobile phone, and it constantly monitors that it's the right person. So even if you leave and you go have a cup of coffee, it will still detect that someone else gets on that computer or using your mobile phone if it's stolen or whatever just based on the way that you're using it. So this is outside of the app. It's looking at whatever you're doing, sending emails, you know, maybe not when you're playing Angry Birds, but, but the rest of it. So it's kind of the real continuous authentication. And we're working with the, with the handset manufacturers that are delivering this to turn that into a real biometrics available on phones the coming year. Fascinating. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time. The information contained in this podcast is intended for discussion purposes only. It is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation for the purchase or sale of a security or any services of motive partners. All investing involves risk, and there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are as of the date of recording, reflect the views and opinions of the persons expressing them, and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of motive partners. Motive partners makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of any information provided, and undertakes no obligation to update, amend, or clarify the information in the podcast, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by motive partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar, or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry the economy, motive partners or motive partners investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.